Welcome to How Do You Write? I'm your host, Rachel Heron. On this podcast, I talk to authors about how they write, what their process is, and how their lives fit together. I'll keep each episode short so you can get back to writing. Well, hello, writers. Welcome to episode number 396 of How Do You Write? I'm Rachel Heron. So thrilled that you are here with me today as I am talking to P.D. Workman, who is a beast, a legend. You're going to love this episode. It's rad. Um, I'm also not going to do much of an update right now because I'm just pushing out an extra episode because I'm trying to get a little bit more caught up. So I'm not so far behind when people come to my show, then um, they don't have to wait months for their episode to go live. That is uh, my goal right now. So I'm just going to do something, which is play a reader question for you and then answer it. See, um, I forgot I had this thing, so I forgot to check it. And I've only ever mentioned it once. If you are a patron of mine at the $5 level a month and up, then I am your mini coach and you can ask me any questions. You already know that. But you can also send them into me with a voice recording and then I will play it on the air. That is at rachelherron.com slash record, rachelherron.com slash record. If you are a Patreon member, uh, you can always join that. You could go look at it right now. There's tons of perks for writers. Uh, Rachel Heron. No. Yeah. What is it? Patreon.com slash Rachel is where that is located. So I'm going to play this real quick and then I'm going to come back and answer it. Hey, Rachel. I did not know that we could do voice notes. I would have sent in questions a million years ago if I knew we could it on voice notes. Okay. So hi, I'm Jillian. I've been a long time listener since like 20... 17. I was also a listener of the writers well. So whenever you guys update that, I'm one of the people that's like, ah, ah. Um, so as I have questions. So as we're ramping up for NaNoWriMo, we're like less than two weeks away. I want to know what you do for yourself for NaNoWriMo, what your hot tips are. And in the vein of the writer's well, I also want to know what your current morning routine is because that's one of my favorite episodes. Also the episode about what your poop is like, life-changing. But I want to know what your morning routine is currently and what you're doing for NaNo because I am deep in the trenches of Preptober and I'm, I'm at the point where I've plotted the novel some, but now I just want to like do treats for myself for the future. So let me know. Thank you so much. Bye. This is Jillian from Texas. (laughs) Bye. Jillian, that is so funny. And I am so sorry that I did not see this before Nano started. I have uh, an email to myself that comes in every month that says, check this site, which is rachelherron.com slash record, where you can record. um, And there has never been a message there. And so it goes a month and then this was two weeks late and Nano had already started by the time I saw it, but I will. Uh, You made me laugh with the poop. We're not going to talk about poop. That was hilarious. We did talk about it on the writer's well. um, But I will answer really quickly how I prep for Nano because it is the same way I prep for books, any kind of novel, whether I am doing Nano or not. I, first of all, I always start with character arc because I write character driven books and if I'm being really honest, I think most of us write character-driven books. Even people who are excellent plotters, who have tons and tons of plot and tension and high stakes, all of that plot and tension and high stakes, they only matter 
if we have characters that matter. So I start with character and I think about how they've been hurt in the past, what that makes them hide, what they show to the world in order to keep that hidden. And then finally, what they really are, who they really are. So that is an entire character arc. I want them to move from being one thing in the beginning of the book to being something else at the end. It does not have to be an opposite thing. They don't have to move from being completely closed to completely open. That's fine. That's a great character arc, but it doesn't have to be that. Uh, What I like to think of it more is they move from one set of character traits that have helped them live in the world, survive in the world, to a set of character traits that is stronger and better and more authentic to who they are. And once I've figured that out for my main character or main characters, if I'm writing multiple points of view, then I usually have some kind of a premise for the book, like a, what if this happened? And then I always forget that plot actually needs to go farther than that. It has to be more than just the beginning. Um, The ones who matter most, the premise was, oh, I can't remember her name. Doesn't matter. Was it Abby? I think think she was one of my two Abigails. I think her name was Abby, whose husband dies in the first chapter. Uh, She's a young widow. And then she finds out he has a whole other family on the other side of town. Who is that family? What did they get of him that she didn't? And what has she been missing? Um, So she finds out that her husband has another family. And then I was like, that's a book. And then I sat down to write. I'm like, oh no, it needs a plot now. So normally I have a what if premise. And I like to, because I'm a discovery writer, I like to fly by the seat of my pants. I like to think of only a few things. I like to think of the inciting incident, which for that book would be when Abby decides to go try to find this family. She's making that decision to go into that new world. Um, I like to think of the context shifting midpoint right in the middle of the book where something changes that makes our main character understand what she wants in a whole new different way, going topsy-turvy. And then I like to kind of know the dark moment. What is it that this character can't lose? I need to start to plan to take it away from her. And that's all I know. And then I start writing. Usually nowadays, as I write, I'm keeping track of what I have written in a little spreadsheet. And I normally, when I finish work for the day, I like to think about the next couple of scenes that are coming. So I'm kind of moving my way through the book via flashlight but I cannot see all the way to the end of this tunnel of this book. I can only see the next couple of scenes and that is enough for me. So that is how I prep for Nano and that is how I write my books. Um, Thank you for asking. Current morning routine. Oh, you know, this is catnip for me, right? I love to think about routine. My current writing, my current morning routine is so delicious. I absolutely love it. I get up at about 6.15 or 6.20. I wash my face do those kind of things, make myself a cup of tea. And then at 6.30, I sit down on my computer and I go to one of my online secret society meetings for uh, recovery, otherwise known as AA. Not supposed to say it, but there I said it because I break my own anonymity only. So I do that for half an hour, 6.30 to 7. I'm hanging out with friends on Zoom that way. And then I sit down and I have, I really try to do it in this order every day. And then of course I don't because I don't have high discipline, but um, this is my, I did this this morning and it was awesome. This is the way I like to do it. I like to leave that meeting and then I go have 10 minutes of meditation and then I do a little bit of stretching and um, and then <laughs> don't laugh, but I pull two tarot cards for the day. One tarot card shows me the mirror 
and one shows me the medicine. So I can't really get a bad reading. I can't get a scary card because medicine card is just going to tell you how you can make this day better. So today I pulled for my mirror card, I pulled the Empress, which means I am a, a garden. I am full of growth. I am full of potential. And I feel that. I feel that in my mirror soul. That's what it re- I really am today. And then my medicine card was the seven of cups, which basically says, don't try to do all the things. Don't try to make the best decision. Just uh, pick something and do it. Don't try to fool yourself that you can do all the things. Oh, that's a good medicine card. That's a good advice for me. So then I sit down and I spend 20 minutes journaling, doing a little bit of morning pages um, with that same cup of tea, which is now cold. And then I have breakfast and I feed the dog her breakfast. And then, so by now it's like eight. And then I, this is, this is what I really like. I have been um, sitting on the couch with a book and my second cup of tea. After I have my breakfast, I sit on the couch with a book. It's a paper book. It's got to be a paper book. I have tons of paper books that I want to read. And um, at night I read my Kindle, but during the day on my breaks, I read a paper book and I just sit there for a while. And then by 8.30 or 9, I go to the desk and I start working for the day. But isn't that fun? Doesn't that sound amazing? How lucky am I that I get to do that, that I get to choose to not even start writing or teaching until nine and I get to fit all of that stuff in. And by the time Lala wakes up by nine, I am in a tremendously good mood. I've had so much fun already. I've had some deep thoughts. I've already hung out with some friends. It's good, y'all. And it really sets me up for the writing for the teaching, for whatever I need to do that day. So um, that is my current morning routine. (laughs) Thank you for asking, Jillian. Thanks for being the first person to do that. So anybody who wants to can go leave me a message. That would be awesome. All right, let's jump into the interview now with PD. Here is a bio. PD Workman is a USA Today bestselling author, winner of several awards from Library Services for Youth in Custody and the Intel Magazine's Crowned Heart Award, and has published over 100 mystery, suspense, thriller, and young adult books. She's currently at 103, I happen to know. A workman loves writing about the underdog who the reader may love or hate. She's been praised for her realistic details, deep characterization, and sensitive handling of the serious social issues that appear in all of her stories, from light, cozy mysteries through to darker, grittier young adult and mystery slash suspense books. You're going to dig this interview. Please stick around. Here we go. And happy writing to you. Well, I am so glad to welcome you to the show today. May I please have your name and pronouns? Yes, I'm Pam Workman. I write under the name P.D. Workman and she and her. Thank you very much. I invited you you on the show in in an interesting way. I found out about you and your writing from sharing a space often with you that we call O-Write. And uh, <laughs> oh, right is one of those places where you can go, and I've talked about it on the show before, you can go and write with other people. They can't see your work, you can't see theirs, and you copy and paste your work out when you're done, but you can see, basically, you can kind of see the cursor moving. You can see how people are writing and that they're writing, yeah. and perhaps you can see that they've that perhaps walked away from their desk for an hour or so. But when I, I was in there more earlier this year, but it seemed like you were always in there, always, always in there. And I finally went and Googled and I was so impressed with your productivity, with your prolificness. And I would love to talk to you about, um, first of all, let's just start with Oh Right. How did you find out about Oh Right and get in there? 
Uh, just just searching for a new place to sprint. Uh, I tend to to go one place and then eventually it peters out and people go somewhere else. So then I look for a new place to go sprint. And so that was just uh, the next one that was on my list. So just was Googling places to sprint. That's awesome. Have you ever heard of um, the London Writers Hour? I don't think I've heard of that one. No, no, that one might be a good one too. That's a Zoom one and it happens four times a day all through the day. So all time zones work. And okay. I have been, yeah, yeah. I've been enjoying that one recently because I also do very, very well with sprints. Can you tell us about your writing process? What does it look like? Where, how, how much, all of that? Okay, sure. So um, yeah, I, I start a new book on the first of each month unless the first happens to be a Sunday, and then I start on the second, like I did this month. And uh, then depending on which series it is that I'm writing in, then I write uh, either 5,000 or 6,000 words per day. And that's split up over three sessions, one in the morning, one at noon, and one in the evening. And so wow. uh, right now I'm I'm writing in my medical kidnap files series, so I'm writing 6,000 words a day basically split between 2000 morning noon and evening wow 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 okay my brain is exploding and i want to go in so many different directions <laughs> with this right now so i i i think that a lot of us have stories about how much we can write and i tell myself that i tap out anything over 4000 i can't speak for the next couple of days but i also know that that's a story i tell myself have you always written a lot or did you work your way up to that amount uh, a, a little bit of both. Um, I've always been, you know, a, a fast writer and, um, and and pretty prolific, not as prolific as I am now. But, you know, even when I was starting out years ago, I would still write several books a year. Uh, so that was pretty normal. But, um, but yeah, just oh, probably five or six years now that I've been doing 5,000 to 6,000 per day. And so that's, kind of where I'm used to and then that you know by doing that then I'm generally finishing my first draft around the 19th to 21st of the month and then spend the next week uh, on my first set of edits and on planning and researching for the next book and then doing second edits on the book that I wrote last month oh so my that's, goodness so I'm generally so, I'm writing for two-thirds of the month and and then editing and planning for the next third and I write so six you, days a week so it's every Sunday off as well do you plan then for your edits to come in from the editor during that time when you're not writing like and that's when you do the second set is that what that means yeah, he he generally sends me back my edits around the 25th of the month, so it generally comes in during that period. Uh, but if it doesn't, then you know I'll I'll do those edits while I'm writing. But I've gen I it it takes me you know, six to eight months from first draft to publication, mm -hmm. and so if I'm writing a book a month, then that means I've got six to eight books on the go at a time in various different stages. <laughs> Actually, that makes so much more sense to me because sometimes I hear people say, you know, a book a month and I, and I wrongly assume that they're publishing the book that, you know, just came out of their pen like the month before. And I always think, how can they yeah. possibly find the time? Yes. To Some do people the do that. And I, and I know. Yeah. I know. Some people do that and I, I can't do that. There's no way that I could have uh, all of my 
edits not well. I mean, some people who do that, they don't even do edits. They just write, right. you know, they write clean and push it out. And that's yeah. that. Uh, but I do, you know, maybe four or five edits in, before it goes out. Um, and, and yeah, cover and stuff is usually pretty good because I usually do the cover at the same time as I'm planning out the book and then just review the cover uh, a month later and go, okay, yeah, that's still good. Or no, that just doesn't fit my story. I got to scrap it and start over or, or change something or, or whatever. But, but yeah, I mean, it, it has to go through the pipeline for me. It's not just, yeah. okay, today's the 19th. I finished my book, published it on the 21st. No, <laughs> no, so I still have to go I, through. I assume that you are a plotter, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I, I am now. Um, the first several decades that I wrote, then um, I was totally a pantser. And if I would ever try to plot a book, then my brain would say, okay, now I know what's happening in this book. I don't want to write it. Yeah. And, so how did you uh, change so I, that? So I had, to I had to train myself that, yes, I could, uh, I could plot even though I knew what was going to happen or knew one big thing that was going to happen because I don't always... My third act, you know, I, I write mostly mysteries right now. And my third act is is usually, um, and they solve the mystery, <laughs> you know, no more detailed than that. Right, so right. I don't always, I haven't always decided ahead of time who it was or that kind of thing. So I still do a lot of writing into the dark that way. Um, but yeah, I had to, I had to train myself and go, okay, well, one thing that I really enjoyed doing after I've written a book is going back and writing uh, some backstory for that character or writing some missing scenes or things like that. Just fun stuff that's never actually going to make it out to the readers that I just want to explore. Said, okay, if I can do that, if I can go back after the book is finished and write what happened before that, then listen to me, brain. Yes, you can write even though you know what's going to happen next. And and oh, I so like I, I managed to... Uh, convince myself and train myself that yes, I could still enjoy writing the book, even though I knew something about how it was going to end, whether it was a plot twist or, or whatever. Well done. But I did actually have to convince myself of that because, I, because I didn't believe it. I, I just figured, oh well, yeah. Now I'm bored with this. I, there's no more creativity involved, and and I don't want to. Right. I don't want to write this book because I know what's going to happen. So what, I had to change that. So your... now I do plot yeah. generally. Um, it's not a scene by scene plot. And like I say, the third act is often uh, pretty open. Uh, but I do have, you know, the general beats and, and that kind of thing and then go in and fill. And part of my morning routine is, um, you know, writing longhand about what it is that I'm going to be writing today. Ah. So that gets down to some more detailed planning yes. for the day so that I'm, I'm ready and kind of framed for that day. I feel like that's one of those secret superpowers when we harness that um, thinking about the work for the day and getting mm -hmm, our brains mm -hmm. excited for it that can carry us far what are you doing in between the time so say so you have your first writing sprint in the morning and then your next one at noon next one in the evening what are you doing in between those writing times 
so in the morning after my writing sprint, um, then I do work for the lawyer that uh, that I worked for for 30 years. He's no longer a practicing lawyer. And actually, I started publishing books for him. Uh, and so now he's a writer. And so I, oh, wow. I you know, I, I work on uh, his correspondence and editing and swag and fulfilling orders and, and things like that and maintaining his website and things like that for him. So that's one and a half to two hours. Then lunch and walking the cat outside and then dive into my next uh, writing. And then after the afternoon one, uh, sometimes I have errands to run or people I have to go see. Uh, if I don't have to do that, then I've got you know blog posts, newsletter, marketing, uh, my storefront and things like that. Uh, then I have my second workout of the day and supper and then back to my next writing sprint, my next sprints for the evening, uh, followed by some sort of in-office stuff that I have to do, uh, lower priority stuff, but stuff that I still need to be in my office for. And then after that, then I'm together with my hubby, sit down, watch TV while I do uh, some of the really shallow work, uh, scheduling social media, working on covers, um, ed editing my website, things like that, some of the accounting and that sort of thing. Uh, and then, you know, that kind of runs me up to bedtime and then it starts again the next day. <laughs> you need that Sunday by the time it rolls around. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. So what is, I, I'm sorry, I'm just so, I'm so fascinated by all of this. What is your pace like? Are you a 2000 word an hour kind of person or faster? Or Only slower? if I'm really in the groove. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm really in the groove, then yeah, I can get 2000 done in an hour or, or even more if it was really, really good. But generally it's sort of a 1000 to 1500 per oh, hour. I'm so reliable 1400. So yeah. Yeah. So each of my sprints, periods is generally like one and a half to, to two hours sometimes I can only fit in an hour and then you know I really have to push myself turn on my timers and that kind of thing and really try to push it through do you ever or have you ever struggled with burnout with the pace I I haven't I've been able to I've been able to keep this pace like I said it's been like maybe six years now uh, that I've been working at that pace. Uh, where I do 12 to 14 books per year. And, well, that means uh, and you're being sustainable okay. then. Yeah. yeah. So I've been able to, you know, like I say, it's, it's six days and then a rest. And it's, you know, sprinting for two thirds of the month and then editing and planning and that kind of thing. So those built-in uh, rest periods, I think, make a difference. And that I'm not... And that my sprint periods are broken up too. Uh, I've talked to some other yeah. writers about that who say, you know, I don't know how you get that many words done in a day. Well, I don't do it all in one block. Like doing all of that in one block, yeah, that's absolutely exhausting. But if you're doing 1,500 or 2,000 words in a block, that's a, quite a bit more manageable. And I make myself stop at the end of that. So, you know, um, before I had uh, a set pace, or a set quota per day, and was just kind of free writing. Um, you know, my my longest day I think was thirteen thousand words, 
And that was that was basically writing all day, and it was going to a couple of different meetups and things like that. It was during Nano, and and so I had some some groups to go to and that kind of thing. Uh, but I didn't do anything else that day. Uh, now that this is my my business and this is uh, supposed to be a sustainable pace, I have to be able to fit the other work in as well. Mm-hmm. So even if I'm you know really in a good groove, I may write a little bit extra in a sprint period, but I know, you know, okay, it's 1130. I've, I've reached my 2000 words. I need to go on and do whatever else is on my schedule. So that also leaves me time to do those other pieces of the business that I need to work on. That sounds, that sounds manageable. And also you sound like you're an amazing project manager. It sounds like you're really good at that part of it. What is your biggest challenge when it comes to writing? Uh, well, I think that the biggest challenges are not the writing itself, but in the in the business, uh, I would say the two A's, accounting and advertising. Yes, <laughs> Those are yes. not my fun places to be. What advertising do you do right now? Are you Amazon, Facebook? Uh, yeah, I've, I've done a little bit of each and, and some uh, book club or, or, and then of course, you know, regular social posts and that kind of thing. Um, and I recently uh, did a, a Shopify marketing course. So that's helping me now to kind of reframe my advertising copy and and how I do the advertising and that kind of thing. So I'm sneaking back into Facebook advertising again and hoping that it won't just eat up all of my money, but that I'll be yeah. able to get something out of it now that I've kind of learned a little bit more about proper marketing and advertising copy. So fingers crossed on that. And the nice thing about Shopify is that you can optimize for conversion rather than just for Mm -hmm, click. mm -hmm. Did you do the Morgana course or was it somebody else? Uh, No, this was one. um, I can't even remember the name of the guy, but um, he he was actually doing uh, training locally in my city goes from place to place doing uh, these courses. And of course they want to get you into their program, but it was three hours of, you know, really good training as to, as to how to write proper marketing uh, copy and that kind of thing. So I really got something out of it, but it wasn't an in-person thing and took my husband to it and sat in a room with a hundred other people and and did that so <laughs> were they all were they all writers does he specialize in writers or was yeah. it for Shopify no it was yeah. it was for Shopify so I think that's even more interesting yeah well I thought you know I hear you know I'm I'm a part of all of the different writing groups and I hear what is said over and over again mm-hmm. in the writing groups and you know what Morgana is saying and what some of the others are saying but you do, I don't hear a lot from just marketers or just people that are focused on Shopify or that kind of thing that, you know, the things that work no matter what your product is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there were people selling clothing and foods and services, and artwork and all different oh, kinds of things. Very cool. My wife is putting together yeah, my Shopify now. So we've been talking a lot about this and she is a front-end web developer. So she's used to selling things that aren't books as well. So we've been looking at all the different Shopify accounts. Like there's, mm-hmm, just, mm-hmm. there's just some yeah. that are incredible. Okay. Well, that was awesome. What is your biggest yeah. joy when it comes to writing? 
I, I like, you know, starting a new book, you know, getting really excited about it as the, as I plot it and start to put together and, and then jump into it. Like I say, I started the first of each month. So this, you know, the, the first is just hovering ahead of me and, and my family knows I started on that day and some of the different writers I work with know that I start on that day and just jumping into it. And, and then, you know, I, I also like to finish it and go through and edit it and see how good it was. And, and after I publish, I still go back and read it again later and, and that kind of thing. And, and I love hearing from readers who enjoyed it, you know, talking about what they liked or, or about the characters. Well, of you know, the way this character is developing or, or what they did in this one, or I'm worried about this. Or, You're going to write more about that, right? You know, just, hearing that feedback of, you know, I'm in your world and I'm loving your world mm. and, and, you know, to know that you're impacting somebody that way. That's lovely. Can you share a craft tip of any sort with us? So I thought about this one for a little while because a lot of times what you hear is, you know, write every day or, or take this course or read this book or, or that kind of thing. So mine is, is a little bit different. And that is that Everybody is different. Our brains all work differently. We follow a different process, um, travel a different journey. So your path will not be the same as someone else's. You may write a completely different kind of book than any of your author friends have written. And so my advice is don't stall. So if you're world building before you write your book, don't just keep building and building and never write the book. Don't stall out. And if you're writing and you get to the saggy middle and you're bored with it and you think it's awful don't stall keep writing finish the book and same with if you're anxious about publishing whether it's your first book or your 50th then just take that step forward so as long as you keep taking one more step forward and don't stall out and give up so you're making progress then you can keep moving forward that's beautiful i was just talking to jenny nash earlier and she said something very close to that. She said, the only difference between people who don't publish books and people who publish books are that the people who publish books publish their books. <laughs> That's all it yeah, is. Yeah. They show and, up and do it. And I heard yeah. something different, you know, ten, this is October is actually my 10 year anniversary of me publishing my first book. Okay, and I remember reading something on the keyboards 10 years ago that was, you know, when you know, somebody doing a study of uh, writer longevity and the people who are uh, succeeding at writing now or have a number of books out now. So the, the, the one thing that is the same for all of them is that they didn't stop. They kept going. You know, there's lots of writers that drop out after a year, drop out after two or three years. The people who are still writing 10 years later are the people who didn't stop. Yeah, it's okay. so simple. I can do that. I can keep going. <laughs> it's simple enough that and I can do it. And sooner or later, yes, you're yes. going you're gonna to get to the place that you want to be if you keep going. So. Yes. Yeah. Oh, thank you for reminding us of that. That's so, so, so important. Um, what is the kindest thing that anyone's ever done for you in your writing career? Uh, I, I think it's writing to me and letting me know um, how my writing touched them. Um, uh, you know, some of the stuff that I've written, um, some of the young adult stuff I've written and that kind of thing, uh, is, 
gets into some really deep and and personal issues and challenges people go through um some you know some really difficult issues around abuse and addiction and things like that and to have somebody write to me and say this series is why i'm still alive you know this series and reading about this person is why I kept going. I figured if she can keep going and get through that, then I can too. So something like that wow. is just <laughs> wow, you know, really touching. Yeah. Yeah. Just and that they took that time to tell you that they didn't need to. Yeah. yeah coming back and telling me because yeah. you can just go on with your life and, yeah. and not reach out to the people who have touched you, but to take the time and say, and they say, you know, that if you get a personal letter from somebody, then that is representative of a hundred other people who didn't take the time to write. I've never, I've so always kind of wondered stop, that. Yeah. So then if you stop and think, okay, so not only did I help this person that much, but she speaks for a hundred other people. Wow. And think, okay. <laughs> That's <laughs> is it something I need to keep doing. Yeah. It's yeah. gorgeous. Wow. 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 I love asking this question. Um, and I also love asking, what is the kindest thing you've ever done for yourself as a writer? Uh, I think making it a priority and making time for it. Uh, even before I was writing with the intent of publishing, I, you know, I wrote for almost 30 years before I actually started publishing. And um, just giving myself permission and setting aside time to do it, uh, even when there's lots of other things and lots of other stressful things going on. Take that time uh, to regenerate and to use my creativity and to make something that's totally new. I think that, yeah. that that's probably the best thing. Oh, and it keeps us going. That's perfect. Yeah. Perfect answer. What is the best book that you've read recently and why did you love it? <laughs> that's I read a lot of stuff, but <laughs> I went back over my, my reading history for the last little while. And uh, the best one was probably High Stakes by Dick Francis. Ooh. I love Dick Francis. He's, he was a great suspense writer. It's, uh, I'm yeah. sad that he's not around anymore to do that writing because, you know, I, I read him a lot as a teenager and, and then haven't read a lot since then and, and going back to one of these old books and going, oh man, is he good? He's just as good as I remember him oh, being, you know, his character development awesome. and the imagery and, and you know, the, the way that he keeps raising the stakes and just gets you so involved in it. It's just a great writer. Yeah. I can actually see that in my mind's eye too, because I worked in a little indie bookstore in the early 90s and, and I just remembered that particular cover being on the shelf and how well it sold because he is so good he was yeah. so good at his and job he pulls you in he just yeah. really uh, oh, have to check that amazing writing now can you please shamelessly plug yourself where can we find you and will you tell us please about your most recent book or books or whatever you'd like to share okay you bet so you can find me at pdworkman.com you can also uh, shop, find my shop through pdworkman.com. And I'm on most social media as PD Workman author. And so my most recent publication is uh, book number 21 in the Anti Clems Bakery series, Murder Meringue Pie. 
<laughs> and uh, it's actually going to be the Binge Books book club read for October. So if awesome. you want to join in reading that one and then talking with me about it at the end of the month, then feel free to do that too. And then the one that I'm working on right now is book number seven in the Medical Kidnap File series, which is a young adult uh, suspense and mystery series. And uh, so I, I haven't written any in that series for quite some time. So I'm excited to be back into that series again, too. And as we are talking, it's the fifth. So I know that you are only a few days into that book now. now yeah, that it's, it's, the, it's the fourth here. Oh, right. It's the fourth. And, yeah. because, and because October 1st was a Sunday, I didn't start until the second. So I've done three days, uh, which means that I have 1,800 words, 18,000 words down. So, That's yeah. <laughs> I really appreciate, I appreciated taking your time anyway, but now I appreciate it even more because I know what you're putting off to do this. Um, so I'm glad it's a short podcast and it has been an absolute delight to talk to you. You are so inspiring and I want to go just write all of the things now. Thank you for being on the show. What a joy. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of How Do You Write? You can reach me on Twitter, Rachel Heron, or at my website, rachelheron.com. You can also support me on Patreon and get essays on living your creative life for as little as a buck an essay at patreon.com slash Rachel, spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And do sign up for my free weekly newsletter of encouragement to writers at rachelheron.com slash write. Now go to your desk and create your own process. Get to writing, my friends.